Hey, what up, y'all? It's Norm. I would like to welcome you back to Faith and Beliefs Refuted, number eight. Today we are going to talk about Article of Faith, number nine. And as usual, we're just going to let David do his thing that he does, and and he does it well. Um, take us through. He's going to tell us what uh, the Mormons believe about Article of Faith, number nine. And then I'm going to talk about how it is either not biblical or where we separate on that as Christians. Um, I'm not refuting any of this that is what Mormons believe, unless, of course, it comes out that it's, I mean, sometimes what they have said that they believe does not match up with what they teach or how they act. So, and then we can you know, deal with those things as they come up. But for the most part, he is laying out what they believe about these, and then I'm just talking about how it separates them from biblical Christianity. So, that being said, let's find David here, and of course we'll get another YouTube video. In 1842, video. Joseph Smith, or the first not. prophet and president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, wrote down 13 of the religion's fundamental beliefs. Number nine on the list says this, we believe all that God has revealed, all that he does now reveal, and we believe that he will yet reveal many great and important things pertaining to the kingdom of God. What does that mean? Let's talk about it after the intro video. Okay, we'll do In summary, as exemplified throughout the history of the world, we believe in continuing revelation. Prophets have revealed God's will to mankind since the beginning of time. There have been periods of time when the people reject the prophets and that help is temporarily lost, but when the people are prepared, God always reaches out to his children again through prophets. And I'm not just talking about people with the gift of prophecy, I'm talking about fully authorized servants of God like Abraham, Moses, and Peter. We believe God has revealed truth to us in the past, and you can read all about it in the Holy Bible and the Book of Mormon. Additionally, we believe God is still revealing truth, guidance, and counsel to us today. You get a taste of that at least every six months at General Conference. We also believe that there's plenty of stuff we don't know yet that God may reveal in the future, which is a pretty exciting concept. Some faiths believe revelation and prophetic guidance ceased after the death of Jesus Christ and the apostles. We agree that the martyrdom of God's authorized servants at this time and deviation from Christ's original teachings did eventually mark a period of apostasy for the ancient church. But once the world was prepared again, we believe God again called prophets and will continue to do so until Christ himself returns. Some faiths cite Hebrews chapter 1 to show that the Bible teaches there would be no more prophets after Christ. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in times past unto the Father by the prophets, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his Son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the worlds. We believe this is just Paul expressing how blessed the people of that era were to have been taught by Christ himself. He's essentially saying, Man, those ancient prophets were great, but this Jesus guy, he's the Son of God. We don't believe he's saying, Oh, by the way, there will never be another prophet. All right. I'm going to stop there because there's a lot that I could have spot, stopped at different points. One is he says all through history, except for those 1,800 years or so that he did not have a prophet because restoration and stuff. So there's your first problem. You can't say that God did this throughout history and then just because you claim apostasy, claim that there's 1,800 years 
where God did not speak to the world through his prophets. I mean, it, I mean, it, it's ridiculous to say God did this throughout history and then he chose this chunk of time not to do it. So there's your first problem. Second, you're talking about these other prophets, Abraham, Moses, and Noah, and whoever else he mentioned. And he's going to mention here and again in a minute. None of these men acted in the way that Joseph Smith, Brigham Young, and so on, up till today of Nelson, acted. None of those prophets were what these guys claim their prophets are. In any way, there's no history whatsoever that shows that these men acted as prophets, revelators, seers, presidents of any kind of church organization or anything. Most times when there was a prophet, there was also a king leading God's people. They were not one and the same. You know, we have a whole series of, from, you know, from David and Saul, essentially, on through the exile, where we see different kings who led God's people, what would be the church, and the prophets were completely different. And the prophets did not lead any kind of religious organization. Jesus, we see, did not lead any kind of religious organization. He did build his church. And his church was built on the gospel that we are sinners in need of a savior. We need to know Christ and he needs to know us. Those are the foundations of what Christ's church is built on. There was no structure What that these guys say. Yeah, Christ... He, he had the apostles, and he sent out 70, but these, this was not an organized quorum as it is now. He, he took 70 guys and said, go preach the gospel. He did not give them offices and things like that. There were not wards or stakes or any of these things that we see in the LDS church. So what they consider prophet doesn't match up biblically at all with what the Bible talked about prophets. And this verse, yes, it does. Hebrews chapter 1, I don't care what David says. Well, that's what they think. Of course, this is one of those places where the Bible must be translated incorrectly because it contradicts with Mormon uh, teachings. Again, that's that's the convenient thing for them. They can say, oh yeah, the Bible is missing missing these plain and precious parts, all of the things that we teach. God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners spoke in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom he also made the world. It really is saying that now God spoke before through prophets, now he's given us his Son. Christ is not dead. Christ is alive, and we have his word. We have the word of God here in the scripture. We don't need prophets now. And he's going to get on into some other things, and I'm going to let him go, and we'll talk about those things here in a minute. But, again, the problem with what they claim to be a prophet does not match up in any way. You cannot show me anywhere, scripturally, where the prophet... Elijah, Isaiah, led any kind of religious organization. It's not there. 
In fact, the Bible even mentions prophets, some by name, who existed or would exist after Christ. I love the fact that he ju they just zip these things up here real quick and, uh, and don't really give you an opportunity to see the ones that were mentioned by name. But again, there are certain things, prophets and teachers, um, that were there. And again, we don't we don't say that there are, there were prophets. Prophecy is still a gift. Prophecy is a gift, and I believe in the gift. I'm a continuationist, so I believe in the gift of prophecy. But in the office of prophet, which was like Isaiah and Ezekiel. These men that God tapped out and said, I am going to use you and I'm going to speak directly to the people through you. That's no longer a need because Jesus fulfilled the law and the prophets. Now are there, you could call them lowercase p prophets, people who have the gift of prophecy that he's going to describe here in a minute. Yes, there were people that had revelation and so on, but they did not operate in the same way. Barnabas and, and Agabus and these other people that he, he shows in these verses did not operate in the same way as the prophets did, such as Isaiah and Ezekiel and John the Baptist and Christ himself. None of these other men acted in that way. Except for maybe Peter and Paul and the apostles. But different religions can interpret scripture in different ways. We're all just trying our best here. As for And that's such a disingenuous thing to say. All other religions can believe what they want, but you're going to say what your Jesus said to Joseph Smith is all those religions are false, their creeds are an abomination, and their professors are which are corrupt. That doesn't quite sound like, well, we're all just trying to make our own way. We gotta come back to that foundation. The main reason that Mormonism even exists is the fact that they stand on the fact that every other religion, if you are watching this and you are not a Mormon, their religion re exists upon the fact that they have stated that your religion is false, your creeds are an abomination, and you as its professor uh, are corrupt. For us, we believe the Bible clearly outlines God's prophetic pattern, and we believe that pattern continues today. But Again, I challenge you, David, to show me anywhere in the Bible where any of, of Ezekiel, Isaiah, Daniel, um, any of these prophets, uh, Elijah, Elisha, any of these men that were, were designated as prophets, Amos, Haggai, any of these guys operated in the same sense that Thomas Monson, Ezra Taft Benson, Russell M. Nelson, and Joseph Smith did. I don't see it. It's not there in the Bible. It's not there in any form of church history whatsoever. And again, if you're going to claim that God has always revealed the things that he's been doing through a prophet, you have a problem with 1830 so years that he was not there, that he did not use a prophet. But the principle of revelation is not exclusive to prophets and it's not exclusive to Latter-day Saints. You can receive revelation through the Holy Ghost for yourself or your own life. Mothers and fathers can receive revelation for their families. That said, revelation is not an exact science. It comes in many forms and for a variety of reasons. In fact, you've probably already experienced revelation to some degree. For example, have you ever been reading the scriptures and something just clicks in your head and you're like, Of course, that makes so much sense. That's probably revelation.
Or maybe one day you get this feeling that you really need to reach out to a friend and you don't know why, but you do it and it turns out that you were an answer to that friend's prayers. That's probably not a coincidence. God is trying to communicate to us through his spirit and through his prophets. If you want to know more about what Latter-day Saints believe God has revealed to prophets, both ancient and modern, go ahead and check out the article links in the description and keep an eye out for our next video coming out soon. Alright, so... Again, revelation, not uh, specific to prophets. And he talks about you can receive it as a parent for your family and, and da, 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 da. And I'm not 100% don't have a, a, a huge problem with that. But here's a problem that you run into, David. How, how, how is it that, you know, um, I mean, I've read the Bible and it clicked. For me, revelation came and said Mormonism is false. And all the places in the Bible where it clicked, what you just described as revelation, came to me and showed me that you're wrong. So, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with the fact that you're supposedly gaining revelation to prove that the Book of Mormon or whatever is true, and all these other people are gaining revelation saying that you're wrong? There's, there's, there's a problem there. And... Um, just completely lost my train of thought on one of the things I was going to say. Again, I would ask, and I asked this in the last <coughs> video. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm sorry. I asked this in the last video, and I want to bring it up now because, again, we're dealing with prophets and the teaching of the Mormon church that prophets still exist. What do you do with Matthew Gill? And that's the guy that I mentioned last time that I couldn't remember his name, who supposedly received, was visited by an angel in the UK. And this angel came and gave him the book of Jeronek, which is another testament of Jesus Christ on, in the United Kingdom. And Matthew Gill claims that he should be the um, successive prophet uh, uh, to replace Joseph Smith and so on. And uh, challenged Monson's, I think he came right around the time that Monson was prophet, maybe uh, during Hinckley, but um, challenged their position as a prophet. And Mormons didn't give him the time of day. Why will a Mormon not uh, submit to read and pray about the book of Jeronek and give uh, potential prophet status to Matthew Gill? That's what I would like to know, because obviously there have been people, he has a church in the UK that apparently people have read and received revelation that he is a prophet, and his book is another testament of Jesus Christ. Now what do you do, David? How do you deal with that? That's what I would like to know. I doubt I'm ever going to get an answer, but there's my question that I submit to you, David. How do you deal with the fact that other people have received revelation that Mormonism is false. If revelation exists still and God is still revealing things, now you have to deal with the fact that you, God is changing his mind, apparently, with some people to another, or you've got to just outright say every other religion that has had any, other, any revelation that says Mormonism is false is absolutely wrong. And so, again, you're running into problems, man. So, there you go. Uh, take that for what it, you will. It was a, seemed like a little bit of a confused uh, 
hodgepodge of, of stuff. But this whole thing of the continuation of prophets, that's why we don't need a prophet anymore. We've got, we've got, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stability in the word of God. And when you start adding things that contradict and change and you got to go back and say the Bible isn't reliable because it's not translated right or whatever, now you have a problem. 2,000 years of, of truth in this book and now you're coming and trying to add and it's just, it, it causes confusion and we know that God is not the author of confusion. So, thanks for hanging out with me guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for dealing with this horrible voice that I've got. Um, one of these days, this whole th thing is going to clear up and I'll be back to normal, but pray for me. And as always preach the gospel at all times, use words. They are necessary. And until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. <laughs>